Time now for the morning line here on KMA. Negotiations continue in KMA land school districts on teacher contracts for next school year. And we've heard about the Shenandoah School District's uh, situation with the Shenandoah School Board meeting yesterday. Planning also continues in the Clarinda School District. Clarinda School Superintendent Jeff Privey is on the line this morning with more from last night's uh, Clarinda School Board meeting. Good morning to you, Jeff. Good morning, Mike. How are you today? We're doing very well, thank you. And uh, Jeff, last night the Clarinda School Board discussed and considered the collective bargaining proposal request from the Clarinda Education Association representing the district's instructors. Now, with that letter, what's the timeline now for negotiations between the CEA and the school board? So uh, the next step for us will be to uh, meet with our uh, representatives from the school board uh, for negotiations, and then we will have a proposal uh, back to uh, the CEA, and uh, that will that will be in an open meeting, and then that'll allow us to get started on our uh, uh, negotiations process. So uh, a lot of uh, what we're doing is waiting for our SSA to get set uh, from the government, and uh, waiting for uh, what that minimum teacher pay is going to be, and see what they're going to get passed there up at the state legislature. That was going to be one of my questions. How much of this is going to be uh, uh, dependent on the supplemental state aid level reached by the Iowa legislature and Governor Kim Reynolds and the teacher compensation proposal that's being bandied about there at the state house? Uh, how difficult is this for you as administrators and really for instructors, school staff, not knowing what the, the final levels will be on A, the SSA and B, the teacher compensation package? Well, to be honest, it makes negotiations really hard. <laughs> it, uh, uh, we're going to have to uh, – the good thing is we've got our process started so we can jump right in and get going and, and negotiate. Um, getting that SSA set um, earlier would sure would be a helpful for not only um, our uh, negotiations process but also for our budget process, um, which um, we set that last night for our budget hearing. But getting, getting those two things solved so we can get going and get our stuff done, because the longer we wait, then our teachers aren't under contract. Uh, that gives them a little more freedom where they can look and jump to another job possibly or those kind of things. And, you know, we want to get those contracts done as soon as possible and get our staff solidified and, you know, get preparing for next year. Now, the governor and the state senator are still pushing for a 2.5% uh, supplemental state aid level. Well, the Iowa House is proposing 3% in SSA right now. The question uh, I know that a lot of superintendents have been asking, is either level enough to take care of your expenses and still cover whatever transpires with that teacher compensation proposal? No, if you uh, look back in history, um, every time they've done a minimum teacher salary, they've had a really big SSA to cover um, associates, administrator salaries, um, uh, your maintenance workers, all those kind of things, your food service workers, custodians. So all of that is part of that SSA. So when we uh, don't have that set and the governor wants to move up minimum teacher salaries, there's another piece of that process that um, hasn't been considered that I know the House was working on a new proposal um, and setting a minimum even for our support staff at $15 an hour. So um, we're just waiting to see where that goes and uh, how far that gets us. 
Now, you mentioned the first budget hearing that was set by the, the board. Uh, what is the uh, process? Uh, what are the dates as far as the, the budget hearings are concerned coming up? Yeah, so the budget hearing, um, we set our first public hearing for March 27th. So uh, that puts in place, uh, we need to send our budget to the newspaper um, on March 6th. Uh, March 13th, it'll be published. Um, it will have our new budget in there. Um, it's very hard to do without that SSA set. So it is set um, at a level that is probably high. Uh, because what we're told is we cannot adjust it till May to lower it. So we can't raise our budget um, if something happens, but we can always lower it. So I really think what school districts are going to do is the same thing we're doing. We're going to go in with an educated guess, a little bit on the high side, and then um, in May we're going to be able to lower that um, to where it needs to be and where we're comfortable with. So um, I'm sure it'll cause a little angst uh, among our community members seeing that for the first time. But we know we're going to end up lowering that, and uh, it won't be nearly what um, the first budget hearing or second budget hearing actually will show uh, the patrons. Now, earlier this week, the, the last in a series of open houses were held, and the Clarinda School Districts voted physical plant and equipment levy, which comes up for a special election next Tuesday already, March 5th. Now, right now, how would you assess the support for the voted PEPL in the district going into Tuesday's special election? Uh, we've heard a lot of good positive comments, um, just like last time. Um, you know, right now, it's probably still a, a tough time to get a voted PEPL passed or a GO bond passed. Um, uh, county assessor went in and... Um, did her job and moved everything up a little bit and um, for property values. So, um, you know, we're just trying to get what we need done here in Clorinda. And, you know, we've looked at this for about 18 months now, um, a voted PEPL or a GO bond. And, you know, these, these are things we need to be successful in Clorinda. And hopefully we can get this passed here on March 5th. And we only need a 50% majority uh, this time instead of a 60. So, you know, we're, we're pretty positive, um, and hopefully we can get this passed and get some of our infrastructure taken care of. As you say, you've been dealing with this now, the, the uh, facilities for 18 months. How imperative, what, is there, how dire is the situation to take care of some of the needs that need to be addressed uh, with the, the voted PEPL on March 5th? Well, if uh, we don't get this passed... Um, we are going to be at a state where we're constantly just putting Band-Aids uh, over our Band-Aids. Um, our infrastructure for heating and cooling is not at an optimal um, spot for us. Um, in fact, uh, we just put in $100,000 over Christmas um, fixing nine heat pumps. Um, now, you know, we're, we've got new heat pumps with old controls. Hard to get that done, and uh, we're kind of piecing that together and trying to make it work. And uh, it's uh, very um, fluctuating. It's fluctuating uh, our heating and cooling a lot. So it could be warm one day and the next day it's cold. Um, the change in weather back and forth doesn't help us a lot. Um, but, you know, that's just where we're at. And these are things we're going to deal with and keep working on until we get it fixed. 
And uh, as far as the secure entrances is concerned, we talk about that. And, of course, the situation in Perry is still everybody is so fresh in everybody's minds. Uh, is there an urgency to get that done as well as the at the elementary level? Yeah, um, we would love to get that done. And that's part of this project. So um, secure entrance at the elementary um, would really limit a lot of access to our school. Um, obviously, the high school is going to be taken care of with the phase one project that we're doing right now with our save money. Um, but um, the elementary could be taken care of with this, and we'd be a little bit ahead of the game. We'd feel a lot more comfortable um, as a school and um, staff uh, having that done, and uh, it'll just put us in a better place. Finally, can you give us a, just one example of how property taxes would be affected by the PEPL that's up for a vote on March 5th? Yeah. Um, right now, if you live in the city of Clorinda and you have your homes valued at $100,000, you are looking at about a $4 price per thousand uh, for your property taxes to go up. Um, our farmers obviously would, would uh, hit a little higher because of uh, the f- way the formula works. But um, it, it's really a five to, depending on your house value um, and farmland value, anywhere from, you know, five to ten dollars, um, somewhere in there for, for your monthly cost to go up. So um, we're on the lower end, and uh, that would still put us below 50 percent of the state as far as um, school tax value. So uh, we feel very comfortable about where we're at and adding that to our uh, our tax value as far as what we compare ourselves to other schools in the state. Well, Jeff, we thank you very much for being with us this morning. Enjoy the rest of your leap day, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Have a good day. That sounds great, Mike. Thank you, and thank you to your listeners. You bet. That's Clarinda School Superintendent Jeff Privia on the morning line on KMA.